one knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everyone, to Poker Action Line. Big Dave and Joe from South Florida. And uh, a few things to talk about tonight. Uh, I want to get into a little discussion about uh, safety at poker tournaments, uh, security. Uh, because all of a sudden now it's an issue after watching uh, the uh, Jacksonville uh, shooting up there at the landing uh, at the eSports uh, when the guy shot... Uh, Injured ten and killed two uh, at an esports uh, competition, the Madden, the Madden right, thing. the Madden competition. <laughs> where that was up the, in Jacksonville. The kid from Baltimore or something. Exactly, uh, he was a player and uh, he got beat, and he came back the next day and he shot the guy who beat him, and one other person killed Dave, one other person. What I'd like to know is, what can you do about that? Well, I just want to talk about it. It's something that we've never really thought that much about, but all of a sudden, maybe it's something we should. Uh, yeah, but... I, I, well, let's, let's save your thoughts okay. on it for a little bit. Let me just go ahead and lay out a couple of topics, and we'll get to them a little, a little bit later. Uh, the WPT had a women's poker summit uh, here in the last few days, uh, basically uh, to try to do the kind of thing that we've done for years, try to encourage women to play, and they're wondering why they haven't had much success doing that. Uh, some few reasons. Uh, Linda Johnson was a speaker there, Matt Savage, and a few others, and we'll talk about some of the things they discussed there. Uh, also, a um, couple other things. Uh, not a lot of poker results tonight or anything, but uh, uh, there was a little situation uh, with poker U-Stake, uh, a site called U-Stake, where you can actually stake poker players. A little story about a woman, and it came at a perfect time for her, backed Phil Helmuth in a uh, poker after dark tournament. And ended up making a few dollars that she really needed. But uh, kind of an acute little story, and, I, and I'd like to take a look at that as well, if we get a chance. And finally, uh, a couple of tournaments coming up. Uh, the Poker Masters returns uh, at the Aria, beginning this weekend. The Borgata Big Fall Open is underway, and the main event begins on September 16th. So we'll talk a little bit about, about that as well. And locally here, the circuit, the WSOP circuit, comes to South Florida and uh, beginning on September 13th at the Seminole Coconut Creek Casino. So uh, we'll discuss that schedule as well, but a few of those things to talk about. But first, before we get into anything, I want to talk a little bit about our sponsor's tournament that's coming up on September the 18th. Uh, get right into that and discuss uh, what you got to do to win $750 very, without paying anything. That's for first place. Yeah. There's a 500 second and a 250 for third. Yeah, so. three spots uh, in a beta poker tournament on the site placeyourchipscaribbean.com. And over the next two weeks, we'd really love to have people go and sign up. And please do it right away if you can. Get in there, take a look at the site, see what it has to offer, and uh, play the free game and just check out the software and see how you like it. And then on September 18th at 8 p.m., we're going to have a uh, tournament uh, with some of our listeners playing. Joe and I will be playing as well. We can't win prizes, but uh, we certainly look forward to playing with some of the people that listen to the show on a regular basis, and we want you to get in there. Now, you will need a code to get into the tournament. First of all, though, uh, over the next two, uh, two and a half weeks, you can go to the site and just register. It's free. 
you can look at the pre, uh, the, the free play uh, games. You can check out what it's all about. We've been talking about it on this show for couple, you know, a couple yeah. of years, really. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're getting it, close. We're getting close to launching it. It's a know. it's a big benefit for uh, students in the Caribbean to go to college, uh, scholarships and that sort of thing, and that's the uh, the charity side of it. But you can go every week and uh, and and play poker and try to use your poker points to earn more lottery tickets. Now the basic basis of this site is to buy a yearly membership for 29.95. With that membership, you'll get 50 lottery tickets each week. Now, you can turn some of those into poker playing tickets, win some money, come back out, convert them back to more lottery tickets and uh, have a better chance to win in the lottery. Yeah, increasing your odds uh of of trying to hit the big prize there. We, yeah, exactly. So, but we want people to see the game. We want you to play the game and uh, get involved with the site, so we can let you know exactly when these tournaments, these weekly tournaments, are going to get underway, which are very soon. But here's the code that you're going to need. So write this down, uh, or come back and listen to the show again if you need to. Four eight five two five zero six six. We've given it out the last couple of weeks, and we'll continue to do so until the tournament starts. Uh, at 8 p.m. on September the 18th. Once again, 4852-5066. Excellent. So, so hopefully so we'll, we'll be down. repeating that throughout the show. And uh, so, folks, it would be real nice if you could just sign up right now. And don't forget, $1,500 will be... Will be uh, given out on that tournament with 750 going for first place. Now on Tuesday, September the 18th at 8 p.m., we'll have our little tournament, and it will be limited to three hours. Uh, you know, of course, the the fewer people there are, the better chance you have to win, as in any tournament. But we're hoping to have a, a good group of people coming in there and playing this tournament, and uh, you know, you have a chance to play against me and Joe as well. And we'll have some fun with it. But first prize is seven hundred fifty dollars, five hundred for second, and two fifty for third. And uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that uh, you know you got a shot to win some money if you play well, and and you may not have to beat too many people. Yeah, to be well, quite honest, yes, and you know, we're, we're hoping for 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 a couple of hundred to get in there. We don't know what's going to be in there, but you know, for the top three finishers, besides the cash money, we'd like to get you on the air and. Get your opinions about uh, what you thought about the software, exactly. the competition, and how everything ran, and your experience uh, playing this tournament. Yeah, so. we'll talk about it over the next couple of shows, and then uh, we'll be there to uh, host you there. But uh, money to be won, fun to be had. You play some poker and uh, you learn, learn a little bit about what this site is going to offer on a regular basis, where you have a chance to uh, win money in the in the lottery that. Uh, will be uh, benefiting uh, Caribbean education. So that's uh, Place Your Chips Caribbean is the place to go. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to spell the whole thing out, but keep in mind that Caribbean is spelled C-A-R-I-B-B-E-A-N. One R, two Bs, <laughs> and it's PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. So uh, check it out, and uh, please go sign up uh, this week. Uh, make it a point to do after you listen to the show. Uh, make it a point to go sign up and just get registered, and we can give you any information then on the tournaments and, and uh, such as we move down the road. Okay, let's get into a couple discussions tonight. And uh, uh, Joe, you ran a poker room for many years. People that have listened to the show understand that uh, you have run tournaments, you have run uh, a regular poker room. There's lots of money there. Of course, the people take chips. Uh, 
You know, that there's been people that have stolen chips before, used them in other tournaments. There have been uh, robberies at the cage. And uh, there can be a lot of problems with uh, bad people in this world. No question about it. Well, listen, we've had theft at the Bellagio, you know, one of the premier hotels, uh, casinos, hotels in, in the world, where they've had people run in and steal chips. Uh, you try to do your best to protect that, obviously, but most of these people get caught eventually. Well, we see bank robberies all the time, and a lot down here in South Florida, people going in and robbing banks, and uh, somehow they always seem to get out the front door. And uh, uh, I don't know if the, that's really true, that the bag of money, if they do get money out of there, blows up uh, with dye all with over the their face pack, and all yeah. that. But uh, uh, it is can be a problem. And also... Uh, I'm looking a little bit about, uh, you know, reasons why people uh, might cause a problem, might bring a gun into uh, one of these places, start shooting the place up. It's very possible. We've seen at the Seminole Hard Rock years ago, a guy drove a, a truck through the front door. Today, we saw a guy drive a truck into a Fox television station. Uh, I don't even remember where that was, but uh, what city that was in, but uh, I think in Texas, maybe. But uh, that happened today, and he was a disgruntled uh, with, with his politi- political view. Oh, that's basically. right, what they were saying. He wanted sorry, to make a point right. and had had a run-in or for what other reason. But a lot of times people lose money, they're unhappy, and, uh, you know, there's uh, people want to make problems. So uh, I never really thought about it when I saw this report a week or so ago at, in Jacksonville. An esports competition, and now those people that uh, survived it are saying they're going to sue the establishment for not having the proper security. So now that has to be a consideration anytime you have a big group of people in a place. Uh, do you put in metal detectors so that every time people walk in the room, they need to go through and be checked out? So, uh, uh, certainly, there's lots of poker my, money my, to be made. My won. response to you there is let's let's leave the poker and the gambling world out of it. Are we going to go back to what I remember seeing in the bad, in, in quote, you know, and I'm using this quote, what they call the bad areas in New York City. Right. Of having, uh, you know, metal detectors trying to see if uh, gang members, these young kids going to high school, were carrying knives and, and guns inside. I mean, you know, there, it comes a point where you try to have some sort of security, but, you know... How much you know? How much can you expect in a thing like and, this? And how much can you spend on you that? You know, sort these of are thing. people that you know. Obviously, the people who do these shootings are just not well. Obviously, They're, they've got mental health issues. How do you protect against some of that? It's know? tough. Uh, Mike Sexton uh, wrote on Twitter. Uh, it's a sad state of affairs, but it should be obvious by now that if we want to curb senseless shootings inside buildings, anyway, we need to install metal detectors at every school, arena, and store or building where there is substantial traffic. Uh, Sadly, I've always worried about some poker player who went broke or felt he got a bad ruling to come back and start blasting. I predict casinos will all go to metal detectors in the not-so-distant future. Well, listen, we're looking at about a year almost on the anniversary of the mass shooting from Mandalay Bay. Absolutely. Okay. And well, you couldn't stop that it's so easily. Uh, you know, it's an well, open place. And okay, who would have thought minute. that the guy would shoot out wait, of a hotel room? How the hell did he get those machine guns well, in there? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's just start with that that aspect of it. How the hell do you get machine guns up there? True. You know, these hotels in Vegas, Dave, they have a security force that's usually each casino larger than the Las Vegas uh, Sheriff's Department. Each single hotel. You know, somehow this guy was able to get machine guns up there. 
and and you know and and then set off on on the innocent people down below. Um, I, I, listen, I live very close to the Miccosukee Indians. All right, uh, a person that was I don't want to say he was a friend of my father-in-law's, but an acquaintance of my father-in-law went through a thing. I don't know. I mean, granted, he didn't kill anybody in in the casino, but he was completely depressed because of a death. Had one money. I guess he was trying to lose it when he finally lost it all in the machines. Went to his car and pulled the trigger. Yeah, you know, and you know, brains out exactly in his own car. They found them in his own car. This was a few years ago. Um, While working as a supervisor back in the '90s at the Seminole Classic. Um, <laughs> I had to call security, Dave, because this one guy leans over to place a wager, and I notice he's got a gun in his in his in his in his waistband, off to the side, almost in the back. And I immediately, and the, we had a phone in the pit, called security. Within like thirty seconds, there was a couple of Seminole police officers and uh, house security there, and they surrounded the guy, and. You know, they told him, sir, we need to get up because you, we believe you have a weapon. <laughs> and this guy goes, oh, my God, I forgot to leave it in the car. And he reaches for it. And they drew down on him. Oh, wow. And so that was that's the closest I've come to it. I have stepped in between two people that were, I mean, they were large gentlemen because they were both a little bit bigger than me. And I stood there pushing on both of them side to side and, you know, the police had to come. I've taken a glass ashtray, which was the last day we had glass ashtrays in the casino, out of the hand of one guy while the other guy was holding a chair. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I've seen fist fights at the poker tables that I've had to stop. So yeah, it occurs. Not so much due to the fact, at least in my experience in the years that I've been doing this, not so much because someone has lost a lot of money, but. The person who has beaten them, you know, the, the insults back and forth of someone trying to get under somebody's skin. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a different world we live in now. And I, I don't think I've ever thought about that I was unsafe at a, at a big poker tournament with a lot of people there. You wouldn't think that someone would come I'm in and start shooting. But there was a great uh, post on 2 Plus 2 where the, this guy said, just think about it. You have a lot of money on the line. Emotions running high. Out of control egos. And guys being free to wear large backpacks all over the place. Yeah. Recipe for disaster. It is. And and even more so, forget about all of that. Uh, think about it. Uh, first time I ever saw this, I don't know, well, you were at the World Series of Poker. Yeah. A sea of people. Yeah. I mean, thousands and thousands of people. It's a target-rich environment, as they like to say, uh, you know, hunters like to say. If you were wanted to do something, that is definitely one of the places where where you'd get a lot of bang for your buck there. Yeah, and and that w- that's something I never even thought about. Yeah. I thought more of, in the sense of security, and it's not really casino, was what happened to our main event winner from a few years ago, Justin Mal, where an ex-girlfriend and other people came close to killing him to rob him. Right. You know, that was, people uh, have been followed from casinos after du- big Duhamel. Duhamel, just all right. So it's just, uh, it's amazing. You know, we've read stories uh, from, you know, people being followed from uh, the aisle after having hit very big on a machine. Uh, another one, I believe, was on a big poker tournament where they saw this guy cash out. Over the years, I have I have 
heard of a lot of these things occurring. Usually it's an individual, one individual or a couple of individuals trying to target a specific person because they think it's you know a weak person. Yeah, and when people buy in for tournaments, I don't know how many times I've looked at young guys, 21, 22 years old, reach into a pocket on their cargo shorts and pull out a wad of bills to pay for a $5,000 buy-in for a tournament. Forget about that. Uh, games I was dealing at Dania, uh, they brought over a game that was that actually plays out at the aisle. You know, we're we're talking forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars in cash that these young men are pulling out of backpacks. You know, at the table to buy, and you know, it's not exclusive to the aisle. This is, you know, I'm sure you know casinos all over the the world. You know, the way they combat that in a lot of places, Dave is. You know, if someone is targeting them and watching them, a lot of the casinos now have, like, uh, safety deposit boxes. Right. So these people leave their winnings there, come back at a time that no one's in the casino, and so to speak, no game is but going on, to try to take that money. Honestly, there's plenty of cash. Uh, the reason that, that uh, I, I thought about this is looking at some sites today, uh, an article by uh, Mo Nuara. On Poker News, it's called uh, Poker Event Safety in the Spotlight After Esports Shooting. And uh, he called a couple of the decision makers at the WSOP, the WPT, and asked them if uh, they took note of the shooting and whether they were doing anything about it. And they they didn't have any specifics on what they were doing, but said, believe me, uh, it was important to them to protect their customers and their players, and they are working on a lot of stuff with security. So that's just one added thing now to the price of throwing a tournament. Well, let me uh, let me tell you something, Dave. You know, it's one price, but guess what? They, they uh, you know, I've been in the industry. You've worked in the industry. They make a lot of money. Yeah. So guess what? If it's going to cost them whatever it is, uh, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, even half a million dollars, to set up uh, some sort of elaborate, you know. Metal detector scanning process that doesn't, let's say, inconvenience the the customer, the player coming in, but keeps up the safety. Why why would not that not be a price well you know money well well spent to protect your customers, you know customers that are giving you a lot of their money, just so they could they can feel safe and know that, that somebody isn't going to come in there and. You know, and, and kill a hundred people in a shooting spree. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, in today's world, uh, all this stuff can happen. Uh, you know, people are there's a lot of mentally ill people out there. Uh, there's a lack of sensitivity for uh, life now because people play these video games and they're desensitized to the violence that can happen in real life because they have they're on their video screen. Uh, you know, t- uh, ten hours a day. But. Do you think they were there were there's there are more today than there were at any other time in I history? Think, I think I don't. I think the average person is more likely to commit a uh, shooting crime now than than years ago. I do. I, I believe that it's you know we 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 live in a, in a in a state that you can have carry guns. You know, um, I'm neither pro or, or against one way or the other. You know. Uh, I, I'm not an NRI, NRA guy, uh, but you know, if you have to have the intent, and I've always believed, at least growing up near in New York or near New York, you know, somehow 
the, the bad guys, as they like to say, found a way to have guns. Well, something to think about. Obviously, uh, you know, violence and guns around a poker table have been around for years, going back to the westerns in the 1850s. Exactly. You know, so it, it obviously it has it has been a concern, but. but uh, you know, it just brings it to our attention, and, and people have to think about it when you're throwing a big event with lots of people, and you can't uh, you can't control what they do sometimes. And they're carrying backpacks. They could have whatever no, in there. But the people who are dead set against gambling, you know, this is a, a nice little rink to latch on to. You know, sure. look what's happened over here at this place. And, you know, they're, they're paying lots of money. And, again, you know, we can't live in in, <laughs> in a box for all our well, lives. Well, people play, that played in that Madden tournament are now suing uh, the uh, restaurant and the uh, the whole complex for not having adequate security. So, uh, but you know, uh, trying to get back. Explain to, uh, to me money. what they expected that I don't those know. people I don't to know. do. I don't know. Do you understand? So let's let's take a I break think in that's the show. More of a lawyer scenario <laughs> than the players. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's take a break on the show. A few other topics to get to tonight. And we'll do that when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line. And we'll be back with more of the show after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... <laughs> Sometimes, though. <laughs> you don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Back on the show, Big Dave and Joe, and uh, a couple other things I wanted to mention tonight. By the way, um, over the course of this show, I, you know how much paperwork I bring into the show. I always <laughs> have a lot of things that I can talk about, and uh, you know, you don't get to a lot of things, so it gets put away and different things. But uh, there was this uh, story about by uh, um, a guy who wrote. In fact, he's not even writing anymore for the uh, Card Player Magazine, but he's called the Rules Guy. And uh, yeah, and uh, wrote for about five years on the site and all interesting situations. People would write him letters about something that occurred in, while they were playing either in a live game or, or a tournament, right? Right, and uh, you know a lot of angry situations that you probably dealt with similar. But I want to run this one by you and see what you thought about it. Uh, certainly nothing like what we just discussed, but 
it, it was a situation with uh, Dan Jungleman Cates playing in a tournament at the Aussie Millions a few years ago. And the tournament was a $100,000 buy-in. Uh, so this is a guy that was real famous online player, but live in person, a lot of people didn't like him. He had a bad temper, and there were some problems. Now, a guy we used to have on the show, Steve Carp, you said one of the first times you met Steve uh, was when he uh, crumpled up aces, crumpled up the aces, and, and threw the cards down. Yeah. Well, in this situation, very similar. Uh, it was the second time that he had. Uh, in this tournament that he had uh, had pocket kings and ran into pocket aces. So what happened, of course, this he was on his second bullet. He had already been knocked out the first time for 100000 Bought back in for another 100000 and picked up his pocket kings. He played a player named Jeff Rossiter that picked up aces. And when it happened, he said, are you effing kidding me? Uh, screamed out loud. So there's the F-bomb right there, first mm-hmm. of all. Threw the cards at Rossiter, the other player, picked up a handful of his chips and threw them baseball style, hitting the guy in the chest with the chips. So, a horrible situation. What do you do? What do I do? Well, first of all, let me just explain that before they were over to come over and make a ruling, the, the hand played out and he was lost. He lost and was eliminated from the tournament. So now, how do you punish him after he's knocked out of the event? I I listen. I personally warn him if if you pick up your he's done for obviously for the day. He right. ain't coming back into that tournament. Right. You're you're going to sit out. Nor for would a, he probably want to at this point a, for well, another hundred you know, grand. Whatever you know. Um, I'm sure whoever spoke to him, he wasn't in the best of mood. Throwing the chips. I you know how I used to scare people when they did something real stupid. I'd look at the person who got offended. I'm not kidding you, Dave. Do you want to press charges against this guy? Really? Just like that. Yeah. Oh, you'd see the different tone that they would take right after that. You know, because they'd touch him and stuff. i go, listen, we got a police officer right over there. You want to press charges against this guy? You know, for the most part, that calmed people down. I only had one guy who, you know, just acted like a complete ass, and I had security throwing him out, and he was barred from the from the casino. To be honest with you, is that enough to ban somebody for a year, a life, for the rest me, of the event? For me, what he did, throwing the chips at the play, at the same at the player who had the aces, uh-huh. yeah, that to me, that to me, I don't want you in my room anymore. To be honest with you, one player isn't going to make a difference. What, what what is that one guy going to do other than to make my other customers very uncomfortable? Right. Okay. Have you seen anything similar to that happen? Yeah. Yes, I have. Throwing chips at throwing another guy. Chips. Throwing. I saw somebody throw a cell phone at somebody. Um, you know, like I said, uh, with all the years I've spent in there, uh, either as a player, uh, I mean, not a player, excuse me, as a dealer, supervisor, or poker room manager, yeah, I've seen it. I, I mean, uh, the two guys that I told you that were fighting here, here, here's an interesting little side tidbit. One of those guys was on probation, federal probation, and this idiot got thrown out, got a, uh, got, uh, what, uh, <clears throat> An order, I don't know how it's actually described, but he was told that if he came back into the casino, he'd be, he'd be arrested. Mm-hmm. Okay? And he, they escorted the two players at different times out of the casino through the back. My poker room and Miami Highlight, as you know, was right next to one of the entrances by the valet. He walked right in, 
he was Spanish speaking and he starts talking to me, screaming at me, going, do you think this is fair? They throw me out of here and this and the other and this and the other. And the police officer who grabbed him originally apparently had had issues with him before. And he was not a big fan of this particular customer. And, I'm, and this guy's facing me and I'm watching the police officer beelining straight towards me. And I honestly said this to him because the guy was a real jerk. I said, well, buddy, if you didn't like what happened to you, what's about to happen to you in two seconds, you're going to hate even more. Right there, they just banged his head down on the on the, on the brush on the desk, belt. cuffed him, and about about a week and a half later, I got a letter from the courts uh, that they requested my presence at a uh, you know a at hearing. some hearing to, because of violation of parole, and he wound up. So you know the ending of this story. He wound up. Because as I got to the court, they told me, they called me as I was parking my car telling me, listen, a deal's been made. For that little incident in the poker room, he spent an additional ten and a half months in jail. Wow. That's uh, a whole gives a whole new meaning okay. to getting felted. Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and, and he uses a, a bunch of aliases because I've seen him at other places since. And they call him by one name and, you know... This, like I said, you run into some of these people, Dave. Unfortunately, that's what you know. You see very, very little of that compared to the old days when this thing had the reputation of poker of being seedy. We've addressed this on the show, you know, underground, you know, rough characters, bad guys playing poker. You mentioned earlier people having guns at the game. You have to have confidence. I believe the game has gone way, way, way past that. But when we do have issues of a shooting or something like that, you know, the, these people who are single-minded as far as their their tunnel vision as to how they view poker and gambling in general, love to latch on to all the negative negativity that that's involved with something like that. Right. Well, the rules guy actually had a suggestion, and I wondered what you thought of it. Uh, right into the rules that any abusive behavior is subject to a fine, say 1% or 5% of the buy-in, uh, with the proceeds going to charity or some other uh, important organization connected with a game. He said this could only be levied, obviously, after a warning or two, but uh, and he doesn't know if it even, would even be legal. Uh, is there something beyond banning okay. him from the property? So, wait a minute. So, you're telling him what? So, you're going to ask somebody to reach into their pockets? They're going to tell well, you to go F yourself that real be, quick. That, that would be tough. You understand that finance? No. You know how you hurt these gamblers? Borrow them from, from the casino. You know, when they catch card cheats or anybody cheating in a casino, nowadays, even though, you know, the next casino next door is your competitor, there's kind of like a gentleman's rule, agreement amongst themselves, okay? They've got a picture, and if Dave Lemon is, 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 a, is a cheater, is a trap... They've got your picture, and they will send it not only to every casino in that town, every casino in the world. Well, the way you deal with something like that or that kind of behavior basically uh, is how you develop your reputation in the business, right? Exactly. And you know what? People will feel safe. They go, hey, they don't put up with Jack over there. So guess what? I could go there, you know, because somebody knows. And you know what? You need to take someone like this gentleman right here. You need to take a top name player and who is, you know, a complete a-hole like this guy apparently is in person and make an example out of him. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. If you're a decent person, listen, you know what Steve said to me when I talked grandma? Because I got real upset with Steve. 
and he told me it was the when second time, the and it was a similar scenario. He had lost two or three times with, with pocket aces. I told him, I said, you're going to give me $25 right now. I'm throwing you out of here. This and the other. Steve came up to me later and he goes, listen, I, I, I want to apologize. This is not who I am. I just got caught up in the moment. I had just lost with this. You know what? He, took, he came to me like a gentleman, you know, decent, explained himself. D- didn't excuse it. He just explained himself. And he goes, and I shouldn't have done that. I apologize. Uh, and, and you know what? He was a gen- perfect gentleman after that. I've been in poker games. You have. I'm sure you have. We all get a little upset, either because of how bad our luck is running, because of some jerk at the table. Maybe we were having a bad day before we got there, and it just it seems like it got worse because we can't you know, buy a pot. We, I understand that. But the moment you start you know, cursing like a sailor, as the saying goes, uh, you know, threatening people, you get a cool-off period. You put a hand on somebody... Like I said, I've asked many of people, do you want do you want to press charges against this man and send him to jail right now? That usually calmed the situation down real quick. Okay? And you know, when there was big tournaments that you know, when I knew there was a lot of people around Dave, I always made sure that we had a police officer in the room. You know, people tend to to be a little more calm if they know there's a police presence in the room. Yeah. So you might want to hire, you know, not just the high, you know, the the police officers because most casinos, you know, either they have their own security or they hire here in South Florida. We know they hire off-duty police officers. Have somebody when you have a big tournament have one or two of them present in the room. Let me tell you, it's a lot, it's a lot quicker. People calm down when a police officer tells them to shut up than than you telling them to shut up. Yeah. So. Um, we're headed for another break, but uh, one more time we'll mention our, our tournament real briefly here as we head into the break because there's this discussion of the site on our spots uh, in the break, uh, including uh, what is going to happen once that site gets kicked off for real with a weekly tournament. But to kick it off with a bait event, September the 18th at 8 p.m., you'll be able to enter up until 9 p.m. It will be over at 11, so it's not going to take all night to... To get this thing done, top well, three finishers. Over at eleven, or until or we until have some, one, we have one, a winner. We have one more person left. Uh, the winner will get seven hundred fifty dollars. Once again, it's free to play. Five hundred dollars for second place, two fifty for third. So if you play well, you can win some decent money. You get a chance to try out the site, and that will be once again September eighteenth, beginning at eight p.m. Eastern time. A code that you'll need to get into the tournament. We do need you to sign up to the site and register, and we hope you'll do that this week, maybe next week. Uh, ahead of time, but the number that you'll need the night of the tournament is four eight five two five zero six six. Once again, four eight five two five zero six six. It's Place Your Chips Caribbean. The tournament will be on September eighteenth, and again, we'll talk about it over the next couple of weeks. But we want you to sign up right away just to register for the site and check it out. Please do that uh, if you're a fan of the show. Uh, we'll be back with more when we return. It's Poker Action Line. You can always pick us up on the Hold'em Radio Network uh, on the pod, pod, uh, Poker Fuse podcast page. Uh, any place you get your podcast, you can pick up the show. iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, just about any place. And one of the best places is SoundCloud where you can check that out and listen to the show. We will be back with more of tonight's show when we return. This is Poker Action Line. 
Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Drag Racing Series. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt, race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez from South Florida. And uh, we welcome all the new listeners who have been joining us over the last uh, month or two. Uh, obviously, a lot of excitement from the WSOP in Vegas. Maybe a lot of word of mouth out there going around and uh, people checking out the show. Our numbers have been uh, gone up quite a bit. And we hope you'll uh, continue to join us uh, as we move into the fall. Uh, we will be lining up some more guests. Uh, we'll get a couple of our regular people back. I'd like to have Steve Blay back on the show, Stephen Blay. Uh, Sherry Bykovsky, uh, Lance Bradley is uh, one of my targets for to be on the show. So we'll see what happens here in the next few weeks, and we'll try to line some of these people up. Um, South Florida will be hosting another big event in September here with the uh, the WSOP.com. The structure, uh, of the, or the schedule, I should say, of the events, uh, event number one starts on Thursday, September 13th. So that's just around the corner. A, a lot of these are $400 buy-ins with a circuit, and a little bit less than some people might uh, be used to, but the main is a $1,700 buy-in, which starts on Saturday, September 22nd, and 20, or actually Friday, September 21st, and Saturday, September 22nd. So that's the main, $1,700 with a million-dollar guarantee, and it is at the Seminole Casino, Coconut Creek which is located uh, just off 441 in Sample Road. Uh, very easy to find. Nice facility. 
the little sister uh, organization to the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood. So if you've enjoyed yourself there over the past, you might want to check out the Coconut Creek Casino, and I'll uh, be heading over there for some of that as well. And uh, certainly we'll look some forward to some uh, national events as well, including uh, the Poker Masters, which uh, has the famous Purple Jacket awarded to their top point getter. <laughs> and that will be kicking underway shortly um, with uh, seven events. It is at the Aria in uh, Las Vegas. And uh, last year, a lot of the biggest names uh, kind of broke out. Stephen Chidwick and... Uh, uh, just Justin Bonomo, uh, Stevens uh, Sondheim, uh, was it Sondheim? Sondheimer, uh, the German player that uh, really had the big tournament and uh, did very well out there. But uh, he will be back for to defend his title of the Purple Jacket, and of course guys like Helmuth and uh, Jake Schindler, Eric Seidel, Nick Schulman, Dan Stan, Smith, Negrano. Though they'll all be there. So it will be a pretty good event, obviously. And uh, Stefan Sondheimer is his name. I'm thinking of the uh, the old uh, music producer from Rogers and Hammerstein or something. But uh, Stefan Sondheimer uh, won two events there last year and made a total of four final tables. Uh, not bad. Pocketing $2.7 million on his way to a huge year. And Bryn Kenny. Uh, finished second overall, and Fader Holtz was third. So those players will be back. It will be on Poker Go, and you can pick that up. Uh, I continue to uh, sing the praises of Poker Go. Great place to check out some stuff on your uh, your tablet or your phone or your uh, home computer. And uh, that will all kick off this weekend. September the 8th is the first event. A they're all These are all high roller events, by the way. 10000 to start off the first one. Uh, a couple $25,000 events, and the uh, the uh, high roller will be a $100,000 final. That is event 7, and uh, they will play through September 15th. But one interesting thing that I wanted to bring up is this new game that's kind of taking off. It's called Short Deck. I don't know if you've played it yet. No, I haven't even heard of it. <laughs> I know they're adding it to Poker Stars, but <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty interesting because it's uh, they take the... the Deuces, trays, and fours, fours, and fives out. I've dealt poker like so that. So it's called short deck hold'em. And uh, the big difference really in the game is that um, they've changed the uh, hands a little bit, the value of the hands. Now the top hands are still the royal flush, straight flush, and quads. Obviously the deck is smaller. The lowest right, cards well, are gone. You've got two threes and four, fours and fives, so... You've now got a 36-card deck. Right. So instead of the full house being the third highest, uh, a flush is worth more than a full house. A flush yeah, because you've got a lot more chances of getting right. a full house than you do a, a flush. A flush beats a full house, and also three of a kind beats a straight. Yeah. So that's different. You have to remember these, and then obviously two pair, uh, pair and a high card. So uh, the hands of a regular poker game, a little bit different. And uh, you got to remember, a flush is stronger than a full house, and a straight is weaker than a three of a kind. So um, the new deck has 36 cards, as uh, 16 have been taken out, and uh, just nine cards of each suit. So uh, they will have a $10,000 buy-in event with the sixth short deck at this tournament. So I'm, I'm looking forward to looking at that. Um, you know, a lot of big-name players. Phil Ivey is a big fan of short deck poker because it's played over in, in Macau. 
Uh, it's a huge game over there. And, uh, you know, it, it, it certainly changes the game a great deal. It does. Now, are they playing that in, in, as Hold'em, or are they playing that as, as hold cards? Hold'em. Because, believe it or not, I've dealt a game where we had 12 cards. We had the deuces, threes, and fours taken out. And I was dealing seven-card stud to eight people with that. So you constantly kept going into the muck to reshuffle. It was a crazy game that these people like to play at a private game that I was that I used to deal at uh, many years ago. Um, I'm surprised they're playing this at this 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 level. It's that's the ego factor and the intelligence factor that they you know that these players are most of them probably have very high IQs and they figure they can outsmart somebody else playing this. This this is a uh, you know. A gadget game, in my opinion. Right. Just to try L- to get something different. Will it catch on? General People pu- seem to enjoy it. In general, pu- uh, for a short while. For a short while. I don't think it's going to take on. No? You know, have, do you see Badugi and Baducci no. played a whole lot in the casinos? No. Okay. So that's, that's, that's my response to what's going to happen with this particular game. Yeah. You know, it's uh, they're coming up with all these variations, Dave. Poker is, is not to say complicated, but it's a great game as it is right now, you know. And, you know, to me, the only time that I liked those gimmicks was like the double flop games where they have two flops that we used to do when games get short just to add more action to the game. Right. That's, for me, the the reason for for, for you to play those type of games. But as a, a constant to that, no. I, I think that bad players are going to lose their money even quicker. Well, the other games that uh, Poker Stars had tried and really didn't uh, do too well. One was called Showtime. Uh, Unfold is the is the newest game where you can uh, get back into a hand after you folded your cards. Uh, split Hold'em, where there's really? two 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 lines of uh, community cards. Right. That listen and and the highest you know the highest high highest or the best low uh, was of interesting because sometimes people got confused reading a board. You know, you may have the nut low on one board, uh, but but believe it or not, you know, uh, you have the ace-deuce and you go, oh, my God, I have the nut low. But on the other board, having a 2-3 may be a better low because of the cards that are up on the board than the ace-deuce is on the other one. And you get people. And what happens with that, Dave, is, yeah, it's a lot of fun until you make the mistake. Right. You understand? When you make the mistake and you feel like an idiot... You're like, what the hell am I doing playing this game? I want to play regular poker. If you want to check this out on uh, the, at the Poker Masters, uh, it is event number four, which will be uh, finished out on September the 11th. So uh, I don't know what kind of significance that has. But uh, one of the interesting things is, and I think they will use this rule in this one, is that you could still get a wheel. Uh, an ace completes a... Uh, uh, the bottom end of a straight with the with so six, seven, eight, nine. six seven eight nine. So ace six seven eight nine is a straight, and that means that uh, the odds of making a straight probably improve over the regular hold'em game. Yeah, because there's only nine cards, so it's a lot easier, right. you know, for for five of them to come in a row than when you, than when you've got thirteen. Uh, so it's harder to hit a flush, but it's easier to hit a straight. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of interesting. Okay, well, we'll see how that happens. Uh, I'm going to check it out and uh, see what it does. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, one other uh, thing I want to talk about was the Women's Poker Summit, which they had over the weekend last week. 
Uh, it was at the Bicycle in Los Angeles. Linda Johnson was the opening speaker, and she told a lot of stories about how tough it was for women to play poker back in the 70s and 80s. Her and Barbara Enright were at the table, and she said that uh, men basically kind of let them know very quickly that you don't belong by blowing c- cigarette smoke in their faces. And she said it was very tough, but obviously she uh, she made the Poker Hall of Fame and won plenty of money. And uh, uh, you still think about the reasons why women in poker uh, has not uh, taken over at the World Series and other big events, yet they say that uh, a lot of women... Uh, 25% of people who watch the WPT are women, yet we can only get 4% in the main event. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting uh, that you mentioned how tough it was for, for her to get into, you know, poker back in the 70s, and I, I can't even imagine if any woman was trying to play poker with these guys in the 60s, and I think it, it comes down to a machismo thing where, you know, uh, and the great comedian, uh, the late great comedian Alan King said that uh, one of his jokes was uh, that he was walking through uh, the, the hallway to get to his room in the, the casino. And he hears a husband and wife arguing and the husband saying, you lost a thousand dollars playing, you know, blackjack. And the woman goes, yeah, but you lost twenty five thousand. He goes, yeah, but I know how to play. <laughs> and that was and that was the joke, you know, and I think it's especially back then, I think men probably felt a lot more comfortable if they were gonna lose a couple of thousand dollars to another guy than to a woman at the table and they try to make that as uncomfortable as possible because you know, I I have dealt a private game, Dave, to nothing but women. Okay? Nothing but very wealthy women. Most of them were widowed, but I'm telling you, they love to play the game. They hated playing with most men because of the way they act on the table. And this has been my experience as a poker room manager, you know, having gone through this, having to tell people, you know, how would you like me to speak to your mother that way or your wife or your daughter that way? You know, and I have three daughters. Listen, I'm no saint. I've used that language. But, you know, you you, you use it if, if you're playing with men, you know, and, and you're joking around. It's, it's sort of like, hey, you know, it's a guy's talk here. But in public, you you know, you don't put up with any of that. And I've never put up with disrespecting you right. know, a woman ever. Well, put, ever. Put, put on your poker director hat and, and, and just think about how you would tell other poker directors to install this kind of uh, view in your staff, which is the most important thing, not to tolerate that type of abuse. Uh, even just small stuff, little uh, little innuendo and, and stuff at the table. It's got to be important to come right from the top. Okay, well, first it actually starts with the dealers. And there's your problem. And I'm going to tell you why. Most of these players, it's real easy when the person is a real a-hole and a, and a jerk and doesn't tip. Unfortunately, most of these people who misbehave, who act like complete, you know, you'll forgive me, but i got to say it, assholes on the table, okay, are usually good tippers. Yeah. And that's the reason that they hang around. And the reason is, like I said, it starts with your dealers. The dealer doesn't want to call out somebody who, when he wins a hand, is tipping them 15, 20 bucks. Think about it. Yeah. So now the complaint comes. So now it, it, it just, you know, becomes very difficult to enforce because... 
the front line of enforcing this is a dealer calling the supervisor. Supervisor, you know, come over and floor. We got a problem. The gentleman or in C3, you know, uh, just cursed at the lady or cursed at this gentleman. And you be, you put the target on yourself as a dealer. Because now, oh, you're the snitch. You're the, you know, you're the jerk that, that told the supervisor. So now you know you're never going to get a tip from this person again. If there's a good tipper, you've got to practically hit your, your, your dealers in the back of the head to tell them, why aren't you complaining about this person? And we all know why. That's one of the biggest problems. But as a, but as a poker room manager and as a supervisor, I used to tell them, you don't put up with any of this. People, I, I, had a, I, didn't, I didn't have a long leash. I, you're out for the day. I, listen, the, the things I said to some of these people, I'm surprised I didn't get into fights with them. You know? And the ones who you know, were truly remorseful, because we all make mistakes. Trust me, I've been there many a times. I've had to catch myself. Uh, and sometimes I've just had to go and apologize because I've let my emotion take the better part of me for a few moments. But the ones who continue it, make it, make a scene of it, I can't allow that. Because for the people who don't feel comfortable, and I'm not just talking women, men in the room that don't feel comfortable in confrontations, will stop coming to your room. So you need to you need to have a step down. But like I said, I don't know if, if this is the case in other casinos around the country, but it seemed to be that 70 to 75 percent of the of the people who created these problems were very good tippers. I don't know if that was just in their nature or because that's how they felt that they could stay in the room. Yeah. Well, if uh, 25% of people who view poker on TV are women and 25% of people who play on some of these free sites are women, we need to find a way to get them into some of the, you know, these other pay, pay tournaments, cash games, and that Wait a minute. thing. TV? You're never going to see somebody misbehave on TV because they'll stop it or edit it out. Right. And on the computer... You know, you, the worst you're going to get is some comments written in a little box in the corner. Yeah. But when you get to the real casino and you see the real jerks out there, yeah. you go, well, I don't need this. Are, are, are we making any progress? Matt Savage wrote in his I blog, he said, so. if we could just get the percentage of women playing to 20%, he said that would be a massive difference. And we, as a poker community, need to work to change that. Well, th- my biggest thing is look at how the World Series of Poker is, and every single year it's about 3%. 4%. 3 yeah. 4%. 3 4%. When that number jumps to 7 or 8%, then we're starting to make it inroads into, into bringing women back, bringing women into poker. But it, it's going to have to start with the establishments and setting examples with, with doesn't matter who the hell it is. If you've got to bar them and don't allow them to play in any tournament. no, Every tournament director around the world is going to say, sorry, buddy, you're a great player. Now you're going to have to find an underground game to play in. People are going to see that the punishment is harsh. And all of a sudden, you'll start cleaning up the, the game a little bit, at least with these people. Okay. Well, let's take a break. We'll be back to finish out the program. When we return, we'll tell you about our tournament one more time and uh, finish things up. You're listening to Poker Action Line. Thanks for being with us tonight. We hope you'll catch us every week. And we got some great guests uh, getting set to line up a few into the fall. We'll see what happens here. Uh, but we will be back with the finish of tonight's show when we come back. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. 
You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Final segment of the program, Big Dave and Joe, and uh, we finish things up here uh, for the week. And uh, we do want to let you know once again about the tournament coming up on the 18th of September. Uh, get a chance to beat Joe at the poker table. Lately, that hasn't been a hard thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. Uh, September the 18th, go to, uh, well, we want you to go right away and sign, just register for the site. Check it out. It's placeyourchipscaribbean.com. Uh, Caribbean spelled with one R and two Bs, uh, C-A-R-I-B-B-E-A-N. But placeyourchipscaribbean.com. Go to the site and just register. You don't need to pay anything. Uh, you know, when, when it's time to play the tournament, we have a code that you can uh, put in, and uh, you know we'll have some fun with that uh, on the 18th. It starts at 8 p.m. And not only that, for you, Dave's telling you you don't have to pay anything. You're actually going to get paid to do this in the sense of you're going to get a yearly membership for just playing exactly. this tournament. Everybody who uh, follows our code puts it in. You'll get a free 29.95 membership, a yearly membership, which will entitle you to 50 uh, lottery numbers each week for the lottery drawings on Sundays, and uh, we hope you'll get involved with that as well. Uh, the number you'll need, we'll give it out tonight, but we, of course we'll uh, repeat it again. It's 4852-5066. is uh, the number, so we'll, we will repeat that again as we move forward. But September the 18th at 8 p.m. it starts. You'll have until 9 to enter, and the tournament will be over when we come down to a winner or... We get to 11 p.m. Eastern Time, just a three-hour tournament. And if we that's what happens, there's still uh, players left. The top three uh, chip counts will get the prize money. So uh, good chance for you to win some cash without spending any money. Check out a new site. Uh, find a place to play poker for fun uh, later on and a chance to uh, earn some lottery tickets as well down the road. But it's uh, placeyourchipscaribbean.com. And uh, Joe and I will be playing. We're not allowed to win, but... Uh, Certainly we'll have some fun, so uh, check that out as well. Uh, one tournament result I did want to pass along, kind of interesting, was the Windstar event, which is out in Oklahoma. 
Um, it's the Windstar River Poker Series, and w the winner of the main event was a 20-year-old uh, student, college student, named Will Pengeli, uh, or Pengeli, I don't know exactly how it's pronounced, but uh, he won the $2,500 main event, and uh, one of his friends said to him, uh, so I guess uh, this is why you play tournaments, and he said, uh, yep, this is why I play tournaments, <laughs> but he won 249000 uh as the top dog in a five-way chop. And uh, Ekram Bozkurt was second, Jeff Banger third, Ricky Green fourth, and Dean Baranowski was fifth. But that's a yeah, tournament that Aaron Massey quarter of a million dollars at 20 years old. That's uh, that's a nice little uh, nice little price. He to can't have even there. play in Vegas yet, but no? uh, next year he'll be able to play. But uh, he was the winner of the event this year, and uh, we'll be following all this stuff coming out. The poker uh, series up at the Borgata, the Fall Open is underway. And the main event coming up, a WPT event, September 16th through the 21st. The series at Coconut Creek for the WSOP circuit, September 13th through the 24th. And uh, the Poker Masters starts this weekend, September the 7th, uh, on Friday. This is the first event gets underway, and that will be the 7th through the 15th. So uh, plenty of poker still out there as we head into the fall here. Uh, football starting, but... Uh, you know, people will still tomorrow. enjoy that. Yep, tomorrow, tomorrow night is the opening game, Falcons and the Eagles. And uh, we'll see what happens with that. But that's going to do it for tonight's show. Joe, thank you, as usual, uh, for your thoughts on some of our topics this evening. Uh, Gio, as usual, thank you for your input uh, on the technical end of the show, getting us on the air. We appreciate that as well. We hope you will be with us each week as we bring you another edition of Poker Action Line. I'm Big Dave Lemon. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 